welcome to the party. Welcome, baby, welcome. Welcome, baby, welcome. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby, welcome. Claytron, aka the big boss man, aka the PhD of podcasting, aka the clumsy jeweler, cause I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, cause I always deliver. And this is episode 100 of the Welcome to the Party podcast. Yes, 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 we're still here, we are still, uh, you know, bringing the fucking energy twice a week. Um, let me tell you, let me tell you, I have to say thank you to uh, Moneymaker Mitch, couldn't do it without him, okay, that's number one, I've got to say thank you to um, all of you guys for listening, because without you, uh, there is no welcome to the potty, because I wouldn't just do this shit, I don't listen to it, you know, I've already heard myself talk for an hour. I'm not going to listen to this shit. So I don't listen to it. I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for you guys. You guys keep coming back. We're steadily, slowly and steady. Slow and steady wins the race. We're steadily growing followers. And, you know, we're going to take over the world, man. Um, We're going to continue to strive to be the most charitable podcast. Um, If... You would like to know who we've supported so far. We've got uh, we've got two charities that we we haven't added to the website yet, but all the rest of them are on there, and how much that we have donated as well. And um, yeah, man, go check it out. Uh, there's links to all of them if you do want to donate, but it's you know obviously not a uh, fucking obligation man i just i'm i'm fucking excited man 100 episodes man i've been telling people been telling me like oh man you should do a highlight episode and all this shit i'm like fuck that fuck that i'm not recycling shit for you guys fuck nah i'm bringing that hot brand new content every episode even for the milestones you think i'm gonna sit back and relax on the 100th episode no no i've got some shit to talk about man We've got a very special episode though coming up, and you're you've probably seen the uh, the name of the episode, which is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy draft. So basically, I'm gonna hit you guys with a lot of top fives, man. Um, in my opinion, I don't give a fuck what you think, but you guys can mull it over. You can mull it over, and you can report back at welcome to the party at gmail.com. You can hit me on there and be like, no, that is not the best five fucking things, you know. You, you'll find out in a minute, but I still got some stuff to fucking talk about before we before we get into all that shit. Um, so I'm not doing sport today. I'm not doing the news. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with a couple of fucking things that's going on. There's something called black fishing that's happening. Um, well, it's been dubbed black fishing. And it's when white girls um, deceive people into thinking that they're black and allow them to think that they're black. Now, a lot of black people, specifically black women, have a huge problem with this um, because uh, they're, you know, they're calling it cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation. God damn, I'm too excited. Get the old uh, C-bomb mug out. I've got that coffee in there real strong, real nice, real proper, real proper, fuck. If I'm going to be stuttering this whole episode, it's going to be a long hundredth episode of the Welcome to the Potty podcast. And that is sourced, by the way. Hundred episodes. Yes. Yes. Money making Mitch, if you can just get us another clap from the audience. 
Hell yeah. Um, but so so like I saw a few videos of like these black girls saying like um I don't like it. It's it's cultural appropriation, and you know um you're not black, so don't try to be black. Hey, listen, I don't agree with that. One one number one. Who's your favorite black woman? Like, who's the hottest black woman, most beautiful black woman you can think of? Beyonce? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rihanna? Yes, yes, yes. Stacey Dash? Yes. Uh, what was that woman that had that TV show, America's Next Top Model? Um, the Tara Banks with the forehead? Yes, beautiful, beautiful. Um, did any of them straighten their hair? Huh? All of them? Oh, a word? Why don't you just keep it afro? Because that's cultural appropriation. You're trying to you're trying to be white, right? What are you trying to be? What are you straightening your hair for then? So don't start. No, there's two sides. I, like you can go both ways. Don't start making something out of nothing just because it's 2018. We're almost through this bullshit politically correct year. I've I've had enough. I'm I'm black and I'm proud all the time, all the time, every day to this day, to this day. Shout out to Deontay Wilder, bronze bomber. Um, now, now, I don't know what I was talking about. Yes, yes, I do. Cultural appropriation. Now, you you can't just start like hating on white people. White people thought that that we were ugly for the longest time. Even when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I w- I went through a part. Oh, we're going to get deep here for a minute. I don't usually do this on the Welcome to the Party podcast. I'm going to do it. I used to, I got to a point in my life where I was actually ashamed to be black because of the amount of bullying that I went through, right? And now people want to be like me. People, people want to, there was even like, even like through high school, people like white boys started wearing their pants down by their ankles and shit. Want to like do all that shit. Um, you know, wearing like the culture, the culture is mainstream. It started going mainstream and now it is mainstream. It is fully uh, whatever we do, everyone does. And I love that. I'm not mad when I see a white boy wearing a snapback. We started snapbacks. White boys wearing jerseys. Fabulous started jerseys. Jay-Z started jerseys. You know, if I see a white boy wearing a do-rag, I'm going to have some questions because... I don't know if they do anything for, for white people's hair. I don't know. I don't have the answers, okay? But all I, what I do know is I don't hate it. I love it. I love that. I love that people love us now in, at, it, when, it, when it's, you know, when it suits them, you know? Like, you know, there's things, there's definitely things that um, happen to me still to this day. To this day! To this day! You know, when I'm fucking, uh, sometimes I go into the store and I hear, I hear on the loudspeaker, security in aisle nine, please. And the only person in fucking aisle nine is me. And I don't steal shit, bro. I've got a job and all this. I don't need to steal shit. You think I'm in here trying to steal a bottle of mineral water, motherfucker? And how are you think I'm going to steal it? Mineral water's big as fuck. I don't know. To this day, that shit happens. But um, I love I love it, man. And yo, some hey, if I accidentally run into a white bitch and she, I mean a black bitch, and she ends up being a white bitch, and be like, oh, I don't know, I don't really know you because that's false advertising. So I'm not really sure if I like you because of all the fa- false advertising. Like, but like if someone says, hey, try my orange juice, 
and I'm getting real excited to get to know this orange juice and taste this orange juice and then it ends up to be water, I'm not going to like that water. So if you want to pretend to be black and then uh, I meet you and shit thinking it's going to be cool to kick it with a black uh, person and then you're like, oh, I'm white, I'm going to be a little bit disappointed. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, but do I hate that people want to be like us? No, I don't. Because it's like, instead of, remember Hitler? <laughs> remember Hitler? And he's talking about blonde eye, blonde, blonde hair, blue eye, the, the uh, superior race, right? That shit's gone now. The, the ideal, uh, I'm going to say woman, because this is heavily like related to women. The, the, the ideal woman is racially ambiguous. Kim Kardashian, everyone knows she's a bad bitch. She's a fuckwit, but she's a bad bitch. Just write that down. Write that down for my next album. Um, but like, so she's a white woman. I mean, she's Armenian or some shit, but she's a white girl. But she, you know, she culturally appropriates all the time. She only dates black people. Um, and she, you know, she does the braid thing and like, and all this shit. She, she knows what she's doing because it's dope. It's hot. And she wants to be hot. That's all she is. That's the only skill she has is being hot, posting thought pictures. That's like, and she's, she's doing it. She's, she's using our culture to, to big herself up, which sucks. But it's like, there's a, there's a lot of beautiful black girls that are, that are killing it, man. And if you're not killing it, you're not working for it. And you're also like, they can't just give every hot person a deal or a million dollars or whatever the fuck you want. Like don't, but it's, it feels like jealousy because you know, it feels like white people are taking our jobs. Like I'm black and I'm proud and I could be, you know, I could be getting all this free shit off Instagram instead of this, this white girl who's pretending to be black. Yes, I understand that. But is that, like, is that what you want? Is that really what you want? You just want free shit off Instagram. You're mad because someone else is getting it? Or are you actually mad because you think that someone's taking our culture and running with it? I would prefer someone to embrace my culture, be want to be like me, rather than fucking hate me for being different and want to fucking string me up, you know? It's, it's something that I don't think needs to be a problem. But there's plenty of things that don't need to be a problem that are a problem. Like, there's unisex toilets. We talked about this uh, on the Hump Day episode. And But we need to have transgender toilets or fucking gender-neutral toilets or all this, fuck, all this fucking semantics, bro, this language. Who gives a fuck, man? I know who gives a fuck, everybody. I don't, though. Had enough. Um... There was one other thing that I had to talk about. Um, yo, just fuck it. Yo, straight up, embrace that people want to be like us. Don't hate it. Just be happy. Yeah, be happy that they don't want to string you up and, like, you know, burn you, burn your house down while you're in it. Um, you know, make you pick uh, cotton. Remember that? Remember that? Probably not. Do you read books? I'd say... People wanting to be like us is much better than the alternative. So shut the fuck up. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, next, Cardi B and Offset. They broke up. Um, yes, duh, motherfucker. They got married in like five minutes. Like, what? 
No one get. I don't know. I actually don't know if they got married. They definitely got engaged though. But this shit has been like less than a year. Like they just they rocketed through all the steps, bro. Nah. Cause guess what? You actually don't know someone. This is a fact. This is sourced for four years at least. You can know someone for three years and you you still don't really know. Four years it takes. These cats got a kid and um got engaged and shit in less than a year. I gotta tell you, motherfucker. I gotta tell you, I saw this shit coming a mile away. Cardi B and Offset. Oh, Migos and Cardi B. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, yes, yes, that is great for business. You fucks. But then, these fucks posted on Twitter. And I'm sitting here like a fuckboy, Twitter and Instagram, talking about like, oh, you know, like we just fell out of love and all this shit. No, motherfucker, you weren't in love. And I'm sitting here like, what the fuck are you... Announcing your breakup over Instagram for like have a bit of a grievance period and then I shut the fuck up and I was like, oh yeah, this whole shit was planned. It's all a rollout. Life is a rollout these days. So you you get into a relationship because it's gonna help your business, and then you you break up because it's gonna help your business. Man, that's that's sad, bro. It's sad. These motherfuckers have tattoos of each other on them and shit. I mean, you can get cover-ups, easy money, but um, I'm I'm sorry that it's like that's how bad music is now that you you can't even like just make good music. You actually have to do publicity stunts constantly to stay relevant. And relevance is a word that I don't even like to use in a in a industry where talent should just be should just speak for itself. But it doesn't anymore, and it's upsetting. And I talk about this to every fucking musical guest I have on the pod. But it is what it is. And like all day said last week, like, can't cry poor about it. Like, you choose the industry, the industry is what it is, and you got to find success however, however you fucking find it. But man, how about we bring music back, man? Speaking, speaking of, actually, no, we won't get into that. Triple M, can you hit me with the Clay's Reviews theme? Comedy, action, or horror? Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting, lighting, or costumes? This segment is Clay's Reviews. Alright, so I, I obviously did Shoptober, you're very, very aware of that. Um, and now... Now we're in fucking December, you know, the month of Christmas, and I was supposed to do 25 days of Christmas, but... I have been slacking and I've only watched one Christmas movie and we're on the eighth day of Christmas now. So, um, I'll just tell, I'm just going to break down this movie for you. Gremlins. Gremlins. Um, now people are saying, Gremlins, that's not a Christmas movie. Yes, it is, motherfucker. So, so you stop talking right now. This is how it's going to go. I'm going to do Clay's reviews because I'm Clay. And then my reviews and the score, I say, it sticks. You want to have a debate, motherfucker? No. You do, you do Joe Schmo's motherfucking reviews. I do Clay's reviews. My reviews. Alright? And this is a Christmas movie. You know why? Because it's centred around Christmas. Yes, it's about the fucking gremlins and Christmas doesn't play a big role. But it's, it's at Christmas time. What? It's no Christmas movie? That's what the whole debate is about Die Hard. That shit is around Christmas. There's Christmas trees and fucking Christmas carols and shit. Of course. It's a Christmas movie, man. Shit, I just got heated, and I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, I fucking, 
I got I laid on the horn real hard today when I was driving. I was driving home from a barber. You can see if you're watching the uh, the podcast on on uh, uh, YouTube, uh, the potty on YouTube. Um, that's what we are. If you Google the potty, I mean, if you whatever, just find Welcome to the Potty on YouTube, uh, and you can see my fucking fresh cut. Because um, yeah, so I'm coming back from the barber, and I'm turning right. To cross, so I've got to cross over two lanes of traffic to go into the op, the traffic going the opposite direction, right? And I do that, but then on the other side of the road, there's a car coming out, but he doesn't give way to me, like he fucking should, right? Because he's anyway, but he doesn't. He could have just gone into the first lane, but he tried to cut cut into the second lane, which is where I'm at, and he just. And um, then he starts like waving his arms. He was he was definitely he was ethnic. He was definitely Italian or Greek. Those are the only two things he could have been. And he starts waving his fucking arms around. And he and uh, I fucking laid the horn on like fucking hard like this. And the motherfucker stopped his car. I shook that motherfucker. That's why he's bitch made. He stopped his car. He had to stop. I pull up next to him and I stop. And I rolled rolled down my passenger window and I fucking yelled at him. I was like, you shut the fuck up and you learn how to drive. And then I fucking took off. Now, this is why you need to get tested as soon as you turn 60. 60 is the fucking cutoff. You need to get tested. All right? 60 and then every five years after that you need to have a fucking drives test to make sure um that you're suitable to drive because this motherfucker wasn't ready he wasn't even ready anyway gremlins man uh i um yo first of all gizmo the main gremlin is so fucking cute and i've never seen this movie before and it's uh, it was made in 1984. This is all unsourced here at the Welcome to the Potty Podcast, but I think it was made in 1984 or released in 1984. I digress. Gizmo, the main motherfucking uh, gremlin, the cutest thing ever, and I want a fucking gremlin, and they're not even real, so I can't even have one. No, but I don't think... No, actually, no, check this out. So I don't think he was a gremlin. I think... So the three rules of... Now, I've got to break it all down because it's not going to make sense otherwise. The three rules when you own a gremlin is they hate bright light, so you've got to keep them in the dark. That's one number one. Two, sunlight will kill them. Uh, three, don't let them get in water. Don't let them get wet. And four, never feed them after midnight. Okay? Now, here's what happens... One, if they get if if light gets them, they just get real scared and they panic and shit. Okay, sunlight kills them. Bang. If they get wet, they multiply. Like you get a little drop of water on a, on one of these cats, and there's nine of them all of a sudden. All right, and then if you feed them after midnight, or if they if you let them eat after midnight, they go into like a, a cocoon type thing, and then they they go through a change like like caterpillars into butterflies, right? Except these guys go backwards. They go from these cute little furry motherfuckers into gremlins, which are evil things. 
little reptilian anim animal things that want to attack everything, right? So, um, the, they learn all of this the hard way, even though they get told the rules. Just abide by the fucking rules, man. I want a dog, man, right? I want a dog so bad. I live in this place, I rent, and there's no, there's no pets. You're not allowed to get pets here. So I don't have a fucking dog because I follow the fucking rules. When I'm supposed to drive 60 in a 60 zone, I drive fucking 60 in a 60 zone. You understand? I follow the fucking rules. So if I had a gremlin, I wouldn't feed the motherfucker after midnight because the whole town would get fucked up. You understand? So they don't only... This was the thing. It was deeper than rap. I don't know what it was rated. No, I should have checked. Sorry. There's these fucking flies. And I think it's because of this plant. This beautiful plant. Um, what was I saying? What the fuck was I saying? This fly fucks my whole flow up. I was ready. Um, yeah, it's deeper than rap. That's what I was saying. Now, the, um, the message of this movie. Now, I don't know what it was rated. Yes, I'm back. I'm back. I don't remember what it was rated. I don't know if it's a kid's film or whatever. Because it's get, like a couple bits in it. Like, whoa, I got a little bit nervous. Oh, I was scared a little bit, you know? So, I, um, I don't know if it was for kids. But anyway, the messages of this film was deeper than just like, oh, fuck, the gremlins. Oh, shit, run. Oh, we got to do something. Fuck. It was deeper than that. It was, um, it was tackling all of society's myths. Myths about Christmas, myths about families, myths about, uh, you know, monsters, boogeyman, gremlins, of course. Like, they were playing on all the cliches. And so when the, uh, the gremlins devoured the fucking town, they actually, they were actually devouring all of the relentless cliches that had been just building for decades. And I, like, the movie holds up. I watched this shit in 2018. At the end of 2018, this shit was released in 84. Um, so, like, it holds up. So that makes it fucking great. And I was pretty impressed with the puppets and all this shit for the most part. Um, there was a couple of bits that was real dodgy. Um, and sometimes... I didn't quite understand the the relationships in the movie either. Um, there was a bit of karma in the movie and all of this, but some of the relationships just didn't make sense. Um, obviously, it was the main focus was the gremlins, but yeah, very strange relationships on all levels. A main character with his dog and with the gremlin, uh, he just kind of seemed like not to give a fuck uh, until the very end. I don't know. It was very weird. The relationships, the parents' relationship, uh, and the financial troubles of the family were just never addressed. Uh, obviously, the dad was an inventor, so and he was like a real shit inventor, so nothing good was happening. And and they were like, you know, the kid Billy is supporting the whole family. He works at a bank, um, and his mum's like, oh, we got a phone call from the the mortgage guy or whatever. Don't don't tell your dad. And then for the rest of the movie, like there just wasn't any discussion about their finances or whether they're going to be okay or anything like it just disappeared and i was just like okay why have that why have that as part of the backstory and then the girl the girl like hated christmas because of some shit that went down and like 
Um, yeah, I don't think it was for kids because they basically they basically told the world that Santa Claus wasn't real um, because her dad dressed up as Santa and went to climb down the chimney and he fell down the chimney and broke his neck and died on impact and that's how she found out that Santa wasn't real and I was like, a bird? You what? <laughs> Free coffee and biscuits? What? She, she and it was just like this weird conversation. Like Billy was like, I love Christmas. Like. How can you not love Christmas? I thought everybody was happy on Christmas. And she's like, everybody commits suicide on Christmas. It's the most suicide holiday. Everyone commits suicide on the holidays. Everyone's wrap, unwrapping gifts and they're, no, everyone's opening gifts and, and depressed people are opening up their wrists. And I was like, damn, that shit just got dark as fuck for no reason. It was so wild. And then you just, you just, and then the girl was just at their house at the end and it wasn't, I wasn't sure if she was his girlfriend or not. It was fucking wild. All the relationships were all fucked up. I had no idea what was going on, but the movie has held up for, what, 30 years? Almost 40? What's, how do you get from 1984 to 2018? 34 or something? I'm saying 34. It's all on source at the Welcome to the Potty podcast. And I'm retarded at math, so I don't know. I'm sorry for using the R word. I know about the political correct police out there. Um, if you're listening, turn the fuck out. And don't send me no more emails. Um, but cut a long story short. 7 out of 10 for Gremlins. I recommend it, especially before Christmas. Keep this in your Christmas uh, rotation. Now, 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 people. We, we are going to move into a section here that we've never done. I don't have a theme song for it. Money Maker Mitch, if you can whip one up in the next 15 seconds, I don't know if you can. And no, I actually don't expect you to. But what we have here right now is... Um, man, just hit me with some sound effects if you can. Um, we, we are going to get into my top fives of about... Uh, you know, 20 different categories. And you guys can give me some feedback. Money Making Mitch, hit me with just a slew of sound effects. Easy money. Thank you, sir. Now, um, I've got everything written on a piece of paper here because I've been preparing for this 100th episode. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You have a chance, listeners. And I should have opened the show with this, but it's too late now because we don't re-record shit here at the Welcome to the Potty Podcast. It is rough, rugged, and raw at all times. I know it is high, It sounds highly produced. It sounds like we go back and listen through all this shit and fucking put shit in and all that. No. No, this is live. Moneymaker Mitch is over there pressing buttons and this shit is live. Okay, motherfucker. So, can you please listen up and um, we, will, we will post a thing on Instagram and all that shit for you. But you have a chance to win a $100 gift card. Um, that I will, I'll show, I don't fucking bring it in here. So I'll show you it on Instagram. Uh, and all you got to do, man, all you got to do is make sure that you're following the, uh, the potty and tag three friends and you know, they can, they can enter too. 
but they just need to make sure that they're following the that they're following the party and that they tag three friends. And then we're going to draw a random name out and make sure that they are following the potty and that they tag three friends. Bang. You fucking win a $100 gift card just in time for fucking Christmas. All right? And, you know, we've got some fucking merch here too. So you might even get a bit lucky and get a little something extra. I'm just saying, this is the first contest ever on the 100th episode of Welcome to the Potty Podcast. All right? Making moves here. I've got the I've got the t-shirt on now, so if you like the t-shirt, like there's a chance. There's a chance that we might have some leftover merch in your size before the next fucking order comes in. Okay? Anyway, let's get back to it. Um, I'm gonna start off, I'm gonna start off from the top of my sheet, okay? Five, my top five all-time NBA teams. Okay? So at number five. Um, shout out to Calvin Fresh, who liked this one. Uh, the 85-86 Celtics, they went 67-15. and 15. Excuse me. <clears throat> shit, I just like... Sculled this shit out of my coffee while um, the Clay's Reviews theme song was on. So, sorry about that. Um, they had... Yeah, they went 67-15 and 15 in the regular season. Um, you know, they had uh, Larry Bird and Kevin McHale... And they went 15-3 and three in, fi- in playoffs and won, obviously won the championship. That's, you know, that shit is as good a season as anyone can ever fucking ask for. Uh, so that's how they got into the number five. Um, and, yeah, some people, some people would probably argue that, especially uh, people that weren't born then. I wasn't born then, but I... Uh, you know, I'm well read in the, in this basketball shit. So, uh, but people people in the the you know newer generation who wouldn't really fuck with that that basketball that style of play probably wouldn't be uh, thinking of them. But that's my number five. And as I said earlier, I don't give a fuck. This is all my top five things. Also, I do <laughs> I do give a fuck. I want you. I do want you to email in or 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 comment on my posts uh, on our uh, Instagram post this week because we will ask what you think of our top fives. Um, now, uh, what else did we have here? Um, number four, the 2015-16 Golden State Warriors who went 73-9. and nine. Um, that's, the, that's the current record of regular season wins. I don't know how you can go past that. Uh, I... Like, every time they lost, it was a surprise to me. Um, and they blew a 3-1 lead in the finals. I think that was to the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's why they're as low as four. Um, when you blow a 3-1 lead, you don't get in the top three of my top five. That is that is the long and the short of it. Uh, the 96-97 Bulls. Um, now, Drake referenced these motherfuckers. Back-to-back, like the Bulls 96-97 or something like Some shit like that. I don't really listen to that motherfucker, all right? He's a groupie. Um, but the 96-97 Bulls went 69-13, and 13, um, which is, again, like, how could you ask for a better season than that? And uh, they beat Utah in the finals in six. Uh, one of the great finals series, uh, Malone and Stockton. So, um, yeah, love that, love that team. Uh, then number two, we've got the 16-17 Warriors with uh, 67 and. 15 record um that that was their year that they added kd 
it was disgusting. Uh, it was easy, light work. Uh, they went 16-1 and one in the playoffs. The hardest time of year. 16-1, and one, like, that is unfucking heard of. And, um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. 67-15 in the regular season is, is unreal. And then to go 16-1 in the playoffs is, like, like, they didn't, they didn't really even have to play playoffs. Like, their bodies was fresh because they just never had to play extended series. Like, it was, it was wild. Uh, and then my number one team of all time, and maybe I'm biased, but I don't think I am. I think this is like pretty common. Is the ninety five number six uh, ninety five ninety six Bulls, who went seventy two and ten. Um, that was the at the time the record um, of the regular season wins at seventy two. Obviously now Golden State have it at seventy three, uh, but they they beat Seattle in in six games as well, which was another one of the classic final series. And, you know, that team, Jordan, Pippen, um, did they have Rodman there? I think they did. I think they had Horace Grant, Luke Longley, fucking Tony, um, BJ. You, fuck, man. They always compare them to the, the Warriors. Um, no, they didn't have shooters like the Warriors back then, but they could hand check back then. So... I don't know. The Curry's getting open as much as he does. I don't... Or, or Clay Thompson, um, you know, if they're talking KD, like I don't know who's guarding KD at seven feet as a seven foot guard, but hey, fuck, you know, KD's lost games. I think in seven games, I think the Bulls have it. Like, maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm biased. Anyway, um, that's my top five all time NBA teams. And moving on to my top five rap albums. Yes. Yes, yes. That's what I'm doing right now. Top five rap albums. I'm going to break it down. Number five, um, probably not a popular choice here, uh, but Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous by Big L. Uh, I think that's a classic album. I think it's one of the top five rap albums of all time, obviously. I obviously think that. Uh, you know, it depends on who you're a fan of, what type of music you like. I'm a huge Tupac fan. I don't have Tupac in my top five greatest albums. Um, a lot of people would. Um, now, I don't have any Eminem albums in there. A lot of people would. So there's, you know, it's subjective. I'm putting Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous at number five. I'm putting Biggie's Ready to Die at number four. Classic uh, to anyone uh, who's ever listened to hip-hop. Um... The Chronic at number three, Dr. Dre. That shit was a game changer. Um, people would argue that 2001 was better than The Chronic and I would just argue uh, against them. I would rebut their argument in a heated debate and I would say that Dr. Dre's The Chronic is better than The Chronic 2001. Not to take anything away from 2001 because that shit was lit. Um, but yeah, I've got The Chronic there. That's one of my favorite fucking albums, obviously. It's my top three favorite albums. I've got Illmatic by Nas at number two. Um, very commonly in people's top five. And I have at number one, the Wu-Tang Clan, Enter the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers. That is my favorite rap album of all time. I, and I would honestly, I'd love to hear... I would have loved to hear everyone's top five uh, NBA teams and rap albums. There's a few categories in here that I really don't give a fuck about, but I'd love to hear those top top fives for sure. And now I'm going to move on to sneakers. Um, and 
this may surprise a few of you. I'm not, I'm not a sneakerhead. I don't generally, um, you know, I like to look good. I like to keep up with fashion and all that shit, but I don't like spending all my money on the shit, buying the newest pair of shoes every time they come out. You know, I've got probably 50 pairs of shoes, but I've had them all for a very long time. Okay, so let's chill. All right, I'm going to go at number five, and this is going to be controversial here. And I don't know if these shoes have a nickname. So I've got their actual name here, and it's not going to make much sense to people that's not sneakerheads. And I had to look up the name, I'm not going to lie to you, but I know a few of my friends have these shoes. I don't have them, but I know a few of my friends have them. And I, I think they're iconic. I think a lot of people know this shoe. Um, you'll see it on the Instagram sometime this week. But New Balance... M1300JP. Iconic. Just looking at it, I'm just like, I've seen, like, I know this fucking shoe. It's in my top five. Do I have it? No. Do I know how comfortable it is? No. It's in my fucking top five, though, because New Balance gets disrespected on a day-to-day basis. And this shoe's actually kind of dope. A lot of people have it. And, uh, and New Balance, uh... As well known as they are, they get disrespected and they're in my fucking top five. I've got to go for the Adidas Superstar, um, you know, Run DMC brought the shell toes to the mainstream and they've never looked back. And um, I used to have a pair and I wish I still did. And um, uh, just so you guys know, if you want to uh, hit me with a pair of uh, 14s, um, all black with white stripes, that would be dope. That would be really dope, or a white with black stripes. Either way, uh, the black ones I wouldn't need to clean as regularly, so maybe hit me with the black ones. Um, if you, if that's if the, if you're so inclined, it's the Christmas season. I don't know. Um, number three, the Adidas Stan Smith. I like the white and green. I don't even know if they come in another color because I'm not a sneakerhead. But the Stan Smith is dope, motherfucking shoe, and everyone knows it. Okay, and it's in my fucking top three. Clay, you haven't said any Jordans. I thought all top five would be Jordans. Chill. Number two, Jordan 11. It's my favorite shoe. Oh, oh, he doesn't know anything about sneakers. He didn't even say Concords or Breads. I don't know which ones I like the best. The Space Jams? I don't know. Probably. Probably the Space Jams or the Breads. I love the Breads. 11s. Jordan 11s are dope, and I don't think that'll get argued with too much. And my personal favorite sneaker. I think a very underrated sneaker. I think it's the most comfortable sneaker I've ever worn. I also think that um, they get disrespected a little bit. The Air Max 90, all white. Oh, they look so crispy out of the box. Oh my God. It is the holiday season. Uh, It's Christmas. If you want to hit me with a fresh pair of 14s in the Air Max 90, I will not say no. Hit my DMs and I will accept gifts. I will accept gifts um i'm moving i'm moving to video games i'm i'm fucking rapid firing this shit rapid firing this shit i'm moving to video games now number five i played this on the the og playstation um final fantasy 7 one of the great rpgs that is a role-playing game for the layman's one of the greats um you level up and shit it's like pokemon man is so fucking dope and all of the Final Fantasies before and after it can suck my dick. Yes. Am I sorry for using that language? No. No, I'm not. Shout out to Final Fantasy and uh, well done. Well done on making the fifth best game of all time in my opinion. Um, GoldenEye 007 on Nintendo 64. Wow. Uh, classic game. 
I've still got it, and I am afraid to give up my place. I mean, my Nintendo 64, even though it doesn't work in my TV. Now, I don't know what to do about this, but I will not sell my Nintendo 64 for less than $6,000. No, change that to $6,400. No less, plus shipping. $6,408 if you want my fucking PlayStation 4. Nope, Nintendo 64 is what I meant. $6,408 because GoldenEye 007 um, fucking... Unreal, that game. I remember playing, oh my god, it was the first, not probably not the first, but like because of Duke Nukem and Quake and shit, but one of the first first person shooters, easily the best of all time. Um, no updates, no, no fucking lag. Fuck. Yes. Um, now, NBA Street Volume 2, arguably the best soundtrack on a video game of all time. Of all time, yes. Yes, I'm saying that. And the game, I finished the game probably 20 times. I could not get enough of it. And I wish that it was out on PlayStation 4, PlayStation, if you're listening, or anyone that works for PlayStation, if we can get a remake for PlayStation 4. Sorry, I'm, I'm drooling over here. I don't even have a water. Um, if we can get a remake for PlayStation 4, I would be forever grateful. Straight up. The boss man, the PhD of podcast, and Dr. Boss would be forever grateful and for, forever in your debt. Um, what else we got here? Number two of my top five video games, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on Nintendo 64 was fucking lit. Yo, that was one, again, again, one of the great RPGs. You got, oh, the world, the size of the world, the, um, the complexity of a game in, I don't know what, year this would have been like maybe 2002 when the two when the 64 came out so one source here at the moment to the potty podcast but i loved that game um and the cartridge was gold which was fucking lit um yeah i i, I heard something about them remastering it for like whatever the uh, the current um nintendo console is but loved it and i've got to go again with nintendo 64 with super mario 64 the the worlds the number of worlds the 360 and uh the 360 three dimensional fucking animation was something that i like i really not, never seen before that game and um yeah best game of all time in my opinion and i've got three uh nintendo 64 games in there and uh one PlayStation game and one PlayStation 2 game. So, sorry to hear that, Xbox. Sorry to hear that, PC. Um, shout out for to Nintendo 64 for creating the best console of all time. <laughs> and PlayStation, uh, let's say PlayStation in general, for making the second best console of all time. Yes. Uh, my top five movies. Now, this, this right here. Uh, I do close reviews, so everybody, um, you know, everybody gonna be like oh this is gonna be interesting and everybody's gonna disagree because you know why because they're all subjective and you know what i'm clay and it's clay's reviews so number one number five sorry of my top five favorite movies of all time number five is the shawshank redemption um now andy dufresne we all know he didn't do it he fucking did his time and he fucking was he was he did the most secretist uh, genius escape of all time. And yes, he did get banged in the ass. Um, 
and that they showed it. They showed how brutal prison can be, and he took that shit like a fucking champ, I guess. Ooh. And he fucking escaped prison. Um, day by day, he was just sneaking, sneaking, sneaking. Um, now, number four here, more, more recent film, The Dark Knight. Yes. Heath Ledger, one of his best performances. That shit was fucking unreal. Um, comedic, dark. He was lit. Um, Christian Bale. Uh... Just weird. It's just weird. His char- his Batman character. I think Batman is a f- one of the funniest superheroes um, because you've got a mask on. So why do you need to disguise your voice? Huh? <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> um, it doesn't make sense. But I-, I love it. I love Christopher Nolan. Oh, my neck hurts. Let me get my posture right. Mm. I had the poor posture of the week there for a second. Uh, yeah, but the Dark Knight. I'm, I'm gonna go with number three. This will be controversial. Number three here, Drive with Ryan Gosling. Um, I loved everything technical about this film. It was fucking amazing, and yeah, hard for me to go by. Hard for me to go by. I couldn't not put it in my top five. Uh, and people are thinking like, Clay, what's going on? Where's Lord of the Rings? Where's Star Wars? Get the fuck out of my face. Those movies are fucking unreal, but they're just not in my top five. Technically, like technically, they're better films than Drive or um, The Dark Knight. Or maybe not even The Dark Knight. Technically, it's better than Drive and probably, um, probably my number two favorite film as well. But they're just not in my fucking top five. Okay, Interstellar was one that I really wanted to put in my top five, but couldn't. And um, The Revenant as well. Fuck, that shit blew my mind and I couldn't put that in my top five either. But anyway, number two, Snatch with Brad Pitt, fucking um, Benicio Del Toro. We got Jason Statham. Um, uh, Man, that movie is so funny. And at least once a week, I, I say two things. From this movie, one is, um, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't get my binoculars out in time, which is one of my favorite quotes in any movie. And um, also, like, when I, when I, uh, I'm in a car with somebody that's shit at parking and they're like, oh, I have to go to a different spot, but they could clearly fit, I say, what are you talking about, Tyrone? You could park a jumbo fucking jet in there. Funny. 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 And it holds up. I don't know how old that movie is, but it holds up. I can watch that once a week if I have the time, but I don't. I haven't even been watching Christmas movies. Movies. Films. Oh, that's what happened. Milms. Movies and films. Foovies. Milmvies. Milvies. Whatever. What am I doing? Um, And number one, my personal favourite film of all time and has not wavered from that spot since I put it there is Pulp Fiction. Um... Who we got? We got Christopher Walken, Bruce Willis, uh, Ving Rhames. Um, who am I forgetting? Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, we got fucking uh, John Travolta. Uh, it's directed by Tarantino. Uma Thurman's in it. What? It's fucking unreal, this movie. I, 
every time I watch it, I I am fucking stunned at how perfect it is. And it's my number one favorite movie. Okay? Oh, my fucking neck hurts. I'm telling you, I need a chiropractor. I was, my friend Moose, shout out to Moose, just uh, is a physio now. He just, he got all these distinctions and high distinctions and shit, and he's done. I haven't seen him in like 29 years, and I'm only 28. Um, and he's finally done. I'll see him again, and maybe he'll actually have a beer. I don't know. No, I probably not. He's all about his health and shit. I'll have a beer. I don't give a fuck. I should have one right now. I don't feel like it though. More about my health and shit. Um, yeah, I need my neck sorted out, man. It fucking hurts. Anyway, top five TV shows. Yes, obviously I was going to go to this. And I have to go, I have to start at number five here, Kirby Enthusiasm. Larry David, um, aka Claiborne McMath. Yes, we're the same man. We're the same man. The same shit pisses us off. And um, it's fucking hilarious for people that are watching, but not for us. Not for us. Not when we're stuck in the moment. No, no, no. We fucking hate it. But everyone, all the onlookers, uh, they look on with stun, with joy, because of the, the scenes we cause. Um, I love that show. And I love the new seasons of it. And um, keep them coming, please. Uh, number four, classic, obvious, obvious choice, Seinfeld. Maybe a bit low in a lot of people's top fives. That might be number one or two. It's number four for me. So it is what it is. I'd love to hear your top fives. Please send them through. Welcome to the party at gmail.com. Number three, Friends. Of course. Um, there's no black people in Friends or Seinfeld for that matter. But yes. Yes, Friends gets it done. I can still watch Friends now. I can quote it. Um, well, not quote it, but I can talk along with it. Um, Chandler's my favorite friend. I could have done top five favorite friends, but there's only six friends, so I would have just left one person out and it wouldn't have been very exciting. But Chandler is my favorite for sure. And Ross is my second favorite. <laughs> and my third favorite. No, I'm kidding. Um, number two, True Detective. I loved it. I loved it. I lo First of all, I love Vince Vaughn in season two uh, as a badass because he's obviously a comedian all the time. But yo, season one with Matthew McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson was one of the best seasons of television of all time. Could I have done top five seasons of television? That would have been a good idea, but I didn't. Um, and now let's go to number one. Breaking fucking bad. Oh my God. Since the finale, I haven't watched it again, but that shit, I was phones off. Don't try and contact me. Uh, I'm sitting here and I'm watching this shit every week. I could not get enough and I was always hanging out like, fuck, what's going to fucking happen? I loved it. I fucking loved it. Um, the spin-off, Better Call Saul, it lives up. Obviously not as good as Breaking Bad, but it's fucking close. Very good. Very good. Very good. Um, top five favorite foods. There's no arguing here. I don't want to know what your top five favorite foods are because um, you probably like onion and... For all I care, onion can go fucking extinct. Fuck onion. Okay? But um, number five, green chicken curry. Yo. You probably make yours with onion. I don't. And this shit is fucking delicious, man. I love green chicken curry. Number four, barn me. How do you take it, Clay? Do you take chicken? Do you take pork? Or do you take a combo? I take what I feel like on the day and I love it equally every time. I love barn me. Number three, dumplings with soy and sriracha. And I said sriracha wrong, and that's fine. 
This isn't the Sriracha podcast. This is the Welcome to the Party podcast where it's all unsourced. Okay? I love dumplings. Chicken wings with buffalo and ranch and or blue cheese. Dressing. Love buffalo wings, man. You can and you can't not you can't even get good ones in Australia. I actually have to wait till I go to America, man, to have good buffalo wings. And number one, the most underrated thing of all time, fruit fucking salad. And don't fuck it up. Sometimes people fuck it up putting wild shit in there. Don't fuck it up. Just make it nice and simple, man. I love it. I love fruit salad. Mmm. My mouth's watering. I should never have done top five foods so early because now I'm hungry and I've got another bunch of shit to get through. Smells. Rain, which I've since found out, the smell is called Petrichor. I thought that was a brand of uh, petroleum, but I was incorrect when I thought that. Um, number four, Rachel's shampoo. Yo, when Rachel washes her hair, I just want her to sit on my lap. Not even in a sexual way. I just want to be able to smell her hair. And not even in a creepy way. She's already my girlfriend. I'm not going to... I'm not going to be like a creep to my girlfriend, you know? Her hair smells so fucking good. I don't want her to change her shampoo ever. And if that company goes under... Well, that might be the end of us. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, number three, coffee. Yo. Oh, that smells good. Clay, what happened to that cunt mug that you had earlier? It's heat activated, man. So when this mug is filled with coffee, it turns white, but it leaves the, the letters UNT and the handle stays black. So it says cunt. I got it from a colleague of mine at my old workplace for Secret Santa. Um, Number two, bacon. Yeah, I'm a fat ass. That's fine. That's fucking fine. Bacon smells good. And you know what smells better? And number one, freshly baked Cookies, any type, even the ones I don't like, like the oatmeal cookies with raisins. I don't even really eat those, but they smell fucking delicious, man. Any freshly baked cookie is the number one top smell, okay? And I did this with my fingers like like I was about to say pussy, but no, relax. Am I about to say pussy smells disgusting? No, maybe your girls, not mine. That was fucking wild. Let's move on. Canadians. My top five Canadians. Number five, Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool. Yes. Um, argue with that. Number four, James Cameron, one of the great directors. Argue with that. Number three, Mike Myers. Austin fucking Powers. Argue with that. Number two, Seth Rogen. <laughs> argue with that. Number one, Wayne Gretzky, the GOAT of ice hockey argue with that yes they're all men am i um chauvinistic am i a misogynistic no they're just dope canadians that girl from um i don't know her real name but she's sloan in entourage she's canadian and i love her the most but she's not as good as those five canadians i'm sorry jim carrey's canadian i could have put him in there but i didn't there's only room for five in a top five. I'm sorry. Um, actors. Again, um, I'm not sexist, but my top five actors are number five, Tom Hanks. He's versatile. Jack Nicholson. He's 
Yo, he's one of the greats. Come on. Marlon Brando, obviously. Godfather. Come on, get real. Um, Al Pacino, Scarface. <laughs> um, fucking Godfather as well. Uh, the guy's fucking unreal. Um, fucking, what's that? Uh, what's the detective one? Oh, well, he is in um, Donnie Brasco, but that's not what I'm talking about. Um, it's one name. He's just a dude anywhere. He's like a... He snitches. It's a real story. He snitches on all the dirty cops. He's like, you're a, do- are you a dirty cop? I don't fucking like dirty cops. You know fucking how Al Pacino is. You're a dirty cop, huh? I don't, I don't fuck with dirty cops. You're a dirty cop. You're a dirty cop. I'm a straight cop. I'm a keen cop. I'll do it how it is. I'll do it how it's supposed to be done. Hoo-ha! I've lost it. I've lost my fucking mind. Um, but I'm trying to think of the name of that fucking movie. Ah, shit. I, I actually have to look it up because it's frustrating the shit out of me. Um, what's his name? Al Pacino movies. Um, it starts with an S and it's not Scarface. Serpico, Serpico. God. Oh, the relief that I'm feeling just from knowing that. Unfucking believable. Um, so yes, there's another five men. Let me say, I, I highly rate Meryl Streep. Um... Oh, I didn't even do number one because I got stuck on Pacino. Number one is Robert De Niro. Sorry, Meryl. Um, Robert De Niro, man. Another another one from The Godfather, but he's he's very uh, what did I, what was the word I used before? Versatile, very versatile. Uh, he's in all the oh another burp. He's in all the uh, Meet the Parents movies, which are funny. He's in. Um, uh, oh shit. I've just lost it. The Family, which is like a mob film slash comedy. So, you know, he's kind of taking the piss out of himself because he's done so many mob movies. You know, Goodfellas. Um, He was in Raging Bull, which I think was maybe his best movie of all time. If you haven't seen it, uh, go ahead. Um, But yeah, man. Uh, De Niro, number one. Shout out to Meryl Streep, man. Like, I'm sorry that I keep picking dudes. And we're going to move on to um, musical artists now. And it's going to be another five men. I'm for sure sexist without even trying to be. But hey, you want to be you want to be in my top five? Be better. Do better. You know, surely there's some women on this page somewhere. Oh, shit. Yep. Yep, there's one. Christ. Oh, Jesus. I've got to see a, I've got to see a fucking psychiatrist or some shit because I'm... I've got some some stuff to deal with because I'm obviously a sexist. Oh, well. Um, artists, musical artists. Number five, Eminem. No, 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 none of his albums were in my top five rap albums, but does that make sense? Like that he's still one of my top five artists of all time? His longevity, his impact, um... He's a game changer. He's like a Steph Curry. He's like Steph Curry of the rap game. Like, white guy comes in. He's the best ever in a black man's game. Um, I'm not calling Steph Curry white. I'm calling Eminem white because he is. Um, and, uh, yeah, he just changed the whole game. He, 
did the pop thing. He went mainstream. Uh, he's unreal. He's fucking unreal. Top five. Number five. Number four, Rolling Stones. Argue with that, you know? Elvis, number three. How can you not have Elvis there? You, like, uh, you know what Elvis did? Like, Elvis was something else, man. Like, as a performer. And shout out to the Rolling Stones for the way they perform as well. Like, come on. Um, number two, Bob Dylan. Yeah. Like, like poetry on wax, son. Like, you, you're going to go buy Bob Dylan. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And number one, as if I'm not going to say the Beatles. Come on, son. Come on, son. Of course the Beatles. And yes, I'm for sure sexist. Yes. Okay. Let's just, let's just admit it. I'm, I'm sexist. Look at these lists. So men. It's all men. It's all, it's all fucking men. I shouted out Uma Thurman though from uh, Pulp Fiction. How's that? That's all right. Fucking hell. Oh, well. Um, top five celebrity meltdowns. Yes, let's have some fucking fun with it. Number five, David Hasselhoff. When he was eating cheeseburgers off the floor while he's like almost passed out on the floor and his fucking daughters filmed it. Yo, you shit dad? Huh? You shit dad? Yeah, you were shit dad. That's crazy. You know what's never happened to me when I was a kid? My dad was never rolling around on the floor eating cheeseburgers, speaking in tongues. You, you almost deserve poor posture of the week, even though it happened ages ago, David. That is unreal. I still fuck with your cologne though, cool water. Um, number four, Michael Richards. When he was doing stand-up, some black people held him and he couldn't take it and he started calling them niggas. Whoa! <laughs> Overreact much, motherfucker? Damn! That shit was offensive, bruh. <laughs> oh, shit! Couldn't take it, man. You was bombing and you fucking... You fucking imploded, bro. I love saying this about in NBA teams that are ahead all game and then they fuck up at the end. Capitulation. That is capitulation at its finest, Michael Richards, who, by the way, is Kramer from Seinfeld. Um, <clears throat> number three, Mel Gibson's racist, anti-Semitic tirade uh, voicemail to his then-girlfriend. That shit was turnt, bro. Y'all can have him. He can stay being American. He was, he was born in Australia, but you motherfuckers can have him. We're not claiming him. Um, I'll speak for all Australians when I say we don't want Mel Gibson. He's a sick, sick man. He's fucking, he's genius. He can direct a film. Oh, yes. But he needs therapy. Yes. Um, we got Charlie Sheen. Obviously, he did his press tour talking about dragon's blood and, and banging eight gram rocks and uh, winning. Winning. Oh, that's what I call it. He's, he was fucked, bro. And he knew it. And he didn't give a fuck. Which is lit. It's why you're number two, dude. And number one, like, as if I'm not going to say Britney Spears when she shaved her fucking head and got her twat out on camera by accident. She just wasn't wearing panties and then opened her whole legs up when she got out of the car. Everyone's seen Britney Spears beaver. Everyone wanted to see it for so long. And then when they saw it, it was just like, this is so, so sad. Sorry, Brittany, but you just got number one celebrity meltdowns. 
Um, top five careers that I would prefer other than marketing that I'm doing now, okay? Um, five, actor. I'd love to pretend to be dudes and like just get paid to work out all the time and like be staunch and ripped and all that shit, go to parties, bang eight gram rocks and be winning, you know? I drink tiger blood. <laughs> Fuckhead. Um, number four, pilot. Um, I'd love to be smart enough, first of all, to be a pilot. And um, I'd love to be able to stay at destinations because I'm pretty sure it's like an FAA rule or FFA, whatever the fucking flight authority is, um, that you have to have a rest. So you land and you, I mean, you can go to your hotel and stay in there the whole time or you can be landed, you could have landed in fucking Dubai or whatever and gone have a look. Have a look at all these bad bitches that get pissed on by sheiks for money. You know, like, that's dope. Um, number three, detective, man. I'll, I watch all of that shit. SVU, Luther, The Killing, um, Safe, you know, whatever is a detective show. You name it, I love it. I want to be one of those motherfuckers. But all the real ones that I talk to keep saying... Nah, it's just all paperwork, man. Like, you just, you go check the shit out and you just got to write that shit up for the next fucking week. And I'm like, damn. But I still would love to actually do some detecting. And in Adelaide, you know, you're not really doing murder investigations or anything anyway. You're doing like, who broke into this place and robbed it? Mmm, dope. Um, number two. Full-time partier, man. I want to make money from this shit. I want to make enough to survive and not have to work. So that, that's what I love. Why is that only a number two then, Clay? My first love, basketball, man. I miss that. I miss it. I'm too old. I'm not too old. My knees are too old. Um, I miss that lifestyle, man. Just getting paid to play, bro. That was the fucking shit. I miss it. I miss that shit, man. Yeah. Mm, you can probably hear it. My whole vibe just changed missing it. I'm going to have to go play some 2K. Um, my, my top five fucking uh, alcoholic beverages, okay? Number five, espresso martini. Martini. Espresso martini. That's racist, bro. But it's comedy, so it doesn't matter. Take a joke. Um, espresso martini, man. You look like a bitch when you drink it, but it tastes so good because it tastes like coffee and it smells like my third top favorite smell, coffee. You know? It's good shit. I love espresso martinis. Um, they're my number five. Number four, pina colada. Yeah. I like coconut. I like pineapple. I like them shits together, frothed up, getting me lit. Love it. Um, number three, Long Island iced tea. That shit doesn't even taste that good, but I like how lit just one can get you. Yes. Um, old fashioned. Whiskey is my favorite drink. You put a little bit of orange and a little bit of sugar in there, a little bit of lemon maybe, and sugar the rim. Yo, you just found the way to my heart. Um, and my number one, is a beer, my favorite beer, an Adelaide-based beer, Cooper's Pale Ale Bung Bung. Uh, my top five, Michael's. What? That's a weird fucking top five, Clay. Yes, I got creative on this shit. Let's go. Number five, Michael Scott, the world's best boss on um, fr uh, Friends, no, The Office. He, obviously, he's the fucking best. 
Michael fucking Scott, man. Oh, I thought we were doing fucking real Michaels. Suck my dick, bro. It's my top five. Um, number four, Michael Caine. He's been in every single movie. Um, I feel like people give him scripts and he says, I'll do it. I, I am Michael Caine. Oh, there we go. I found it. I am Michael Caine. But you probably know me as Batman Spatler. You know? And he's so cute, man. Except when he, in Harry Brown, I recommend everyone go see Harry Brown. I'll see it again and I'll review it. I've never reviewed it. He gets lit in that movie. He's a fucking gangster. It's kind of like Taken, man. He's dope. Um, number three, Mike Tyson. <sighs> Iron Mike Tyson, the knockout kid. I don't know what else to say. Uh, one of the greatest, one of the greatest boxers of all time. Michael, number two, Michael Jackson. Man. <laughs> Yo. Have you ever watched Michael Jackson? Like, he used to go get it. Yeah, maybe he liked kids. Yeah, maybe he, you know, lost it a little bit. Yeah, man, he was a talent. And he got raised by his dad's fist. But, man, did he produce some fucking successful children, bruh. Fucking hell. Janet, Michael, Randy, I don't know. Joe? No, Joe's the dad, right? I don't fucking know. Um, and of course, number one, Michael Jordan. What else am I going to fucking say, man? He's the best. He's the GOAT. I was about to try GOAT noise, but nah, nah, nah. It's not, nah. Cars. Now, I love to, to look at luxury cars, like maybe one day I'll have one of those. But I'm not really into cars enough to like, you know, go drop 500,000 on a car or something. Also, I don't have money to do that. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, and I don't even know how to say some of these things because I don't have enough money to even know these words. So number five, the 2005 Bugatti Veyron. Yo, that car was so fucking dope and so fucking like, look at me, I'm rich. that I couldn't look away from them. And they come in some ugly ass colors, but if you get that black on black joint or like the black on maroon joint, fuck. That shit was slick, man. The interior, like, oh my Lord. All like leather and like, they're all custom shits though. And they're all hand stitched, bro. What? What, I'm not going to put that in my top five? Get the fuck out of here. Um, number four, the 2013 Maserati Ghibli or Ghibli. Maseratis are my favorite car, even though not on this list. I, if I had to get a luxury car, if I had to, if I could get a luxury car is what I meant to say, I would get a Maserati. Um, even though my number one is not Maserati, but this car is unreal. It's a four-door. I'm not really into two doors. I'm too big for them shits. Um, but the 2013 Maserati Ghibli, if you want to look it up to see what I'm talking about, it is spelled G-H-I-B-L-I. And if you want to look up the Bugatti Veyron, it's V-E-Y-R-O-N. Um, I'd like to know your top five favorite cars because I, I know a lot of people will go performance-based because um, they know more about cars than me. And I'd actually like to look up any cars that you guys are into. So welcome to the party at gmail.com or check, check for the Instagram post and tell me what your top five is. Um, 2011 Aston Martin DB9. Boy, that shit is slick. And I know there's like 
you know, I keep choosing these random years, but bro, I checked, I was checking, I was at work, I had a quiet week, I was checking to see the fucking, um, like, the cars, I, I, I thought the 2011 joint was the best, like, looking, you know, anyway, whatever, um, 2006, Mansory, Aston Martin Vantage V8, yo, I just made, the car got older, but the car got litter, yo, these shits is nice, son. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. And of course, number one, the Rolls Royce Wraith. Um, you know, rappers love the Phantoms, but obviously the lease uh, for Wraiths must be much more expensive because they never rap about uh, the the Wraith. And the Wraith is fucking lit, and you need to check it out, especially this year's one. Top five destinations. Now, this was hard for me because a lot of des destinations I haven't been to. So I, I tried to stick my top three uh, destinations that I have been to. Um, and then four and five are ones I would love to go to. Okay, so number five, Buenos Aires. And I don't know how to say it. It could be Buenos Aires. I don't know. But it's in Argentina. And I want to fucking check it out. It looks amazing. It looks so dope. I like to embrace culture and I feel like that is a place where I could get some fucking Argentinian culture right in my face, you know? Um, you gotta go Mykonos, Greece. Yeah, that's hacky. Everyone's been there. Everyone's done it except me. I wanna go there, man. Sorry. I'm sorry to fucking say it. Um, number three, the whole of Australia. I love Australia and um, I'm not even picking a city even though Adelaide is the best city. Um, we have to say number two, Chicago, USA. That is um, my, probably would be my next choice of city to live outside of Adelaide, man, for real. If an opportunity came up. I wouldn't want to live in the United States without having like the best like reason to. Because I've, I've had it with that country and the way it's being run. Says the guy living in a country has had 34 prime ministers in three months. Um, and number one, Rome, Italy. Uh, I picked Rome because of the Colosseum, uh, but I mean, I do hate tourists, even though I was a tourist basically when I was there. Um, and also the city that I, or town that I loved the most there, I cannot remember the name of and I cannot find on a map. It was so dope and eh, it's Italian um, that I just loved it. I just loved the culture. I just loved being like fully immersed in the, like I didn't know what they were saying. I didn't know what I was saying because I was trying to speak Italian and shit. I loved that shit. Like, they didn't have tourists or anything, so that was just... They didn't bother to learn English, so I was just trying to be Italian. I was, I was Italian. Also, speaking of, like, Italians, especially Italian-Americans, especially at Christmas time, Christmas carols. Why is there so many, like, Christmas carols by dudes that can't even sing? Like, I get, like, when you're talking, like, Frank Sinatra, and he's like, Jingle all the way. You know, but like sometimes I, I I hear this shit as like it sounds like some dude's on the mic and he's holding the mic. And he's like, uh, "Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way." Oh, what fun it is to ride in my one horse open sleigh! Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in my one horse open sleigh. You know, and I'm like, fuck, man. Like, why is this dude on the mic? 
Is this some karaoke that just got filmed, like recorded one night and now I'm listening to it in the fucking Maya Center? What is happening? You know? It's so crazy. Jingle bells, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeers had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. Then one shiny Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you come and guard my sleigh tonight? I'm like, fuck, bro. That's so wild. I know you guys hit that plus 15 button just then. That's cool. That's fine. That was annoying as fuck. My all-time starting five in the NBA is the exact same as Allen Iverson's. I couldn't agree more. So I'm going to, I've put them by position, not preference, because MJ would be number one, but I've gone by position. So number five, Shaq. Number four, LeBron. Number three, Kobe. Number two, MJ. And number one, Steph Curry. You could argue maybe taking Kobe out and putting KD in or something. I don't know, but I like Kobe. I like KD, but he's just not in my top five. Um, no, my top five celebrities that I would have at my house for a dinner party all together. Dope conversation and all that, you know? Um, so I've got to go number five, Emma Watson. Brown graduate, or may I don't even know if she graduated, but she was smart enough to fucking go there. So she's got her head on her shoulders and she's doing all like the women's rights shit. She knows what she's talking about. And I love Emma, uh, Emma Watson. She was dope as Hermione, man. And I want to, I, I would love to chop it up with her for, 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 for sure. Whoa, stuttering Stanley. Today, Junior. Um, Number four, Denzel. He he seems like he's got his head uh, screwed on right too. I fucks with, I fucks with Denzel heavy. Um, and yeah, man. Um, I don't know what else to say to that. He seems like he knows what he's talking about. He talks in these graduations and shit. And you see the videos floating around on Facebook. And it's dope, man. So I fuck with Denzel. Uh, Russell Brand. Um, I love his accent. And he's so smart, man. I feel like he he doesn't get res enough respect because he's a comedian and he's, you know, ex-drug addict, sex addict, porn addict, whatever. Um, I, I think he deserves more respect, especially in the world of politics because he knows what he's fucking talking about, man. As far as I know, I don't fucking know. I don't know shit. So maybe he doesn't know shit, but I don't know enough to know that he doesn't know shit. But I think he knows his shit, man. I fuck with... Um, Russell Brand. Number two, Barack Obama. I'd love to talk to him. I do respect him, but I'd also like to talk to him about um, some stuff that I don't quite agree with. Um, you know, talking about bringing troops home and sending more out. Um, talk Like, it's a war that we're not, we don't have any business fighting in, you know? But we know why we're there. It's the oil. And why do I say we? Because I'm Australian. They keep going over there because they're trying to control the oil situation and it's bullshit and now you're out there making like millions of dollars a year with your books and your touring and your corporate payouts man and i want to know i want to know why but i do respect you and i do like you and you seem like a good guy to an extent it's hard role being the prime minister what they're called presidents fucko um and number one leonardo dicaprio man all his environmental shit i um 
I fucks with it and I fucks with all of his movies and I think he'd have some fucking dope stories to tell, man. Like, disagree with that. Um, my top five pet peeves. Yes. Yeah, I went there. Um, number five. When I'm at the cash register in a line and the person up front wants to just start chatting to the fucking person working the register and the person working isn't saying like, yo, there's a line behind you, like, keep it pushing. And they just keep talking and I'm there waiting. i got to tell you, a lot of people wouldn't say something, but I'll be like, all right, yeah, maybe another time, guys, let's go. Let's keep this line fucking going, you know? I don't like that shit. No, no, thank you. Number two, shitty drivers. I've already talked uh, today. I, I actually had an instance today. And I've talked about it already. So you know it's a problem for me. I don't like it. I don't usually get involved in road rage because road rage? I'm fucked up. I need a, I need a water. I don't usually get involved in road rage. I don't even get mad usually because I know it's not going to help the situation. But today, I had to fucking let out some steam. Um, the three, number three, the stop and chat. When you're just walking by someone you know, this happened a lot at college, and you just want to say, hey, what's up? And like, hey, how you going? And they want to talk all fucking day. Man, I'm late for class. I'm late for practice. I'm late for study hall, man. I'm trying to eat, man. You want to stop and chat? Nah, not today. Stop and chat. No, thank you. I will keep it pushing. I'm on a mission, bro. Um, number two, this is getting more and more common. People saying, let's link. As in, like, let's do business together or let's catch up. I don't even fucking know what it means, but I hate it. Let's link. It's not dope. That's not the slang I want to fucking hear. Let's catch up. Well, let's, yeah, let's talk about, um, let's talk about, you know, let's, let's talk about, uh, partnering up, you know, let's talk about a partnership. Let's talk about being affiliates. Let's talk about that kind kind of shit, man. Let's talk about a collaboration, man. Or let's get, let's get coffee. Let's hang out. Let's link, bro. You're a fucking twat. Um, and number one, people who aren't blind who wear sunglasses inside, I've had enough with it. I've had enough. Amber Rose, cut it out. Oh, it's just my, like, it's just my steez. Shut the fuck up and take your sunglasses off while you talk to me, motherfucker. I don't like it. Yes, you're bad as fuck. That doesn't give you the, you, the right, man. It's rude. It's not even sunny in here. It's not even daytime. Get real. Sunny's off inside. Oh, and I've got two more top fives. My second to last one is my uh, top five poor postures of the week. So money making Mitch, if you don't mind. Poor posture of the week. All right, so Peter. Um, now what is Peter again? Is people for the ethical treatment of animals, I think. Now... They have come out um, in this fucking age of the of political correctness and um, you know anti this and anti that type of language. You know they've come out and they've they've said you've got we have to stop using anti animal language. What does that mean, Clay? Like, what is anti animal language? Is nothing. It's made up bullshit for the fucking. Snowflake liberals out there. That's what it is. And I've had enough of it. And Peter need to shut the fuck up. I love what they do. I love animals. 
Um, Welcome to the Potty hasn't donated to Peter yet. Uh, and if they keep acting like this, we won't. We've already got um, an animal charity that we, we deal with, Pound Paws, if you want to look them up. Um, they're fucking fantastic and they're killing it as well at the moment. They're doing great things, especially around the holidays. Um, they're saying bad things to say are things like kill two birds with one stone. Knock two things out at the same time, you know? Like, if, we, if, well, if we're going to do that, we might as well do this and just, you know, kill two birds with one stone. No, they said, feed two birds with one scone. That doesn't even make sense and you can suck my dick, that's for sure. Be the guinea pig. No, be the test tube. That's what they want you to say. No, that's not going to happen. Shut the fuck up. Um, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse. You know, if, you know, I do it a lot. I beat the dead horse all the time. I can drive my point home. I've said it this way. I'm going to say it that way. I'm going to say it the third way and the fourth way and the fifth way. And you know what? Just in case you didn't fucking understand, I'm going to say it the sixth way. I'm going to beat a dead horse. No, they want you to feed a fed horse. I want you to shut the fuck up. Okay? It's crazy. They don't want you to say, bring home the bacon. No. They want you to bring home the bagels. Uh Uh-uh. I think you need to shut your fucking mouth, Peter. Peter Piper picked a a pepper. That's that's anti-fucking plant language. Peter Piper picking peppers. Anti-plant. Peter Piper picked the booger. That's anti-booger language. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard, isn't it? Um, to be this politically correct. To be this much of a fuckwit. You fucks. Get a sense of humour, you piece of shit. Um, I'm not bringing home the bagels. I'm bringing home the bacon because it's my number two favourite uh, smell. If you weren't listening earlier. And um, I, don't re- I don't really eat bagels, man. Too much carbs. I'd much prefer processed meat to kill me. Um, take the bull by the horns. No. Take the flower by the thorns. Yeah, that really sounds like I'm tackling something hard. When people ask me my life story and, oh, how did you develop the most charitable podcast of all time? Um, Big Boss Man, PhD, Dr. Boss. Oh, uh, well, you know, I um, I just took the, the flower by the thorns and, and put everything I had into it. Oh, really? Because I just went to the florist and bought a bunch of fucking flowers and I didn't have to do anything, Clay. So what does that statement mean, what you just said? It means that I'm a fuckwit that follows Peter. That's what it means. And that's why Peter gets number five on poor posture of the week this week. My top five poor posture of the weeks. Take the bull by the horns. It's aggressive. It's strong. I fuck it. I'm doing something hard. I, you know? Oh, I, the, I just took the flower by the thorns. I'm a little pussy. Get the fuck out of here, Peter. I've had enough. Um. Now, what was the next one? Man and woman drive from Arizona to Wyoming with kids in the trunk of their car. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this. Let me just, um, do you mind if I read this? You can't answer me, so I'm going to read it. A man and woman admit in court they drove from Arizona to Wyoming with two children in the trunk of their car. 63-year-old Michael J. Fee and 31-year-old Amber L. Freudenstein 
They sound like their posture's all fucked up already. Each pleaded guilty on Thursday to two misdemeanor counts of child endangerment. Um, Circuit Judge Stephen Brown sentenced each to 30 days in jail. 30 days? For driving across the country with your kids in the trunk? 900 miles. Two German shepherds sat in the back seat and the kids got the trunk. This dude said there was not enough room for everyone so the children were relegated to the trunk. The children are six and ten years old. Um, now, you know, what? What, bruh? There wasn't enough room? Maybe just leave the dogs? Maybe get the dogs babysat or the kids babysat and you fuck you? Your posture is so terrible, dude. I'm going to keep it Christmassy right now and say you look like a candy cane, but you look like a flaccid cock, fucko. Okay? And your wife does too, if it is your wife. Um, number three. Poor posture of the week. Um, a 300-pound woman pleads guilty to killing her 120-pound boyfriend by sitting on him. Bitch, what are you, Rikishi? Oh my god. What did I just do, Triple M? Yes, I dropped a gem. What is this bitch? Fucking Rakishi? Oh my god. Um, 300 pound Pennsylvania woman. Yes, Pennsylvania is one of the worst states. Um, who killed her boyfriend by hitting him with a table leg, then sitting on him, pleaded guilty to third degree murder. Now, I don't know the degrees of murder. But that sounds like 300 degrees, you big bitch. Um, her name's Windy. <laughs> this big old bitch is called Windy because she's probably fighting all the time from the Mexican she's eating, all that Taco Bell and shit. She'd been drinking and craving crack cocaine when she smothered her boyfriend, Kino Butler, during an altercation in March. The cause of death was respiratory insufficiency secondary to blunt force trauma to the neck and thoracic compression exacerbated by blunt force trauma to the head. Now that is quite an extensive cause of death. Um, lock her up. Lock her up. 18 to 36 years. Yep, I agree. Good job, judge. Um, she probably deserved life, uh, but 36 will do her. Do her real nice. And maybe she'll lose a couple of those fucking pounds. Um, there's no Big Macs in jail, motherfucker. Um, now, for number two, we've got a serial masturbator. Okay? Um, his name is Brian M. Bates. He was in a doctor's office when he decided to take his fucking loaf out and just start jerking his gherkin, bro. Jerking a real nice, real proper... Hey, oh... Are you guys already disgusted by him? No, well, that's not it. He had just come out of the toilet and grabbed the toilet brush and he's got it stuck up his asshole. Yeah, yeah. He's got a toilet brush up, jammed, jammed up his fucking ringer and he's jerking his gherkin, bro. Choking his chicken, slapping his monkey, bro. That won't do. You look like a candy cane, motherfucker. Try sticking one of those up your pooper. And you know what else? 
we, let's shame this guy, Brian M. Bates. Brian M. Bates. Put him on your um, Instagrams. Repost our Instagram with the repost app. Um, we've had enough of you, Brian Bates. And one more. One more. Um, where is it? Check out the headline of this. And thanks to whoever sent these through. Um, Utah man hammered ice pick through roommate's penis. All loaves matter. All slabs matter. Not just a slab of beers, but your slab in your trousers. It matters. And you, your roommates does too. Don't hurt the slab. The victim told police, or the victim here, okay? Listen to this. He was given a choice of being killed in the desert or having a nail driven into his penis. What kind of ultimatum is that? A Utah man has been charged with sexual assault and kidnapping after authorities say he hammered a tool resembling an ice pick through another man's penis during an argument. The 45-year-old Jason D. Morn is... <laughs> that is a full mournzing. Is scheduled to take a court appearance Wednesday in Salt Lake City. Online court records... Don't list an attorney. Court documents show that Morn is accused of putting a gun to the victim's head and handcuffing him to a chair on August 30th. The victim told police he was given a choice of being killed in the desert or having a nail driven into his penis. He says he went to the hospital the next day for treatment after Morn took the handcuffs off. The charging document describes the case as domestic violence and says the men live together but doesn't explain their exact relationship. I don't know what to tell you, motherfuckers, but this is a sick puppy. What was his name? Jason D. Morn. Um, all slabs matter, dude. And you also look like a candy cane. Ring ding ding ling, ring ding ding ling, you'll get locked the fuck up. No one's coming to give you presents on fucking Christmas, you fuck. You, I, I, I don't know how much time this motherfucker's going to get, but he doesn't. I'll tell you what needs to happen to this guy. A rabid pit bull needs to be set loose on this guy while his, his hands and legs are tied up and there's fucking peanut butter caked onto his cock and he needs to get his cock eaten off by a pit bull. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's my sentencing. Court adjourned. Get the fuck out of my sight, you mourns. Um, guys, I know it's been a long episode of the Welcome to the Potty podcast. We're sitting here at 90 fucking minutes. And I understand. I understand you guys might be getting tired. I'm getting tired. I'm getting thirsty. My tongue's white. But I've got one more thing here. Hey, this is the 100th episode of the Welcome to the Potty podcast and you have a chance to win a $100 gift card at Christmas fucking time? This episode couldn't have come around at a better time. All right? So listen to this. My top five podcasts. And then we're out. Okay? Number five, Doug Loves Movies. You know why I like that one? Because Clay loves movies. Now, this is by a comedian, Doug Benson, who's best known as a weed comedian. Um, and he he did the movie Super High Me. And um, 
he he he's got a game show podcast where it's all about movies, and I like to play along, and it's very fun, and it makes my drive to work very quick. Um, and even at the gym, I don't really listen to music when I'm fucking working out, bro. I just listen to podcasts and. Uh, you know, bang out my bike rides. Shout out to Corey Maynard for he- hooking me up with that um, that bike workout, and sh- and you know, throw the weights around, listening to fucking podcasts. So, um, Doug loves movies. Now, number four, congratulations podcast by uh, Chris D'Elia, another comedian, and he just talks shit like like me kind of, but um, they don't really have intro songs and shit just for like intro and outro of the podcast, like I do. But he doesn't have sections. He just talks about shit that he thinks about you know and it's it's funny to hear how comedians think uh, is mad funny um the monday morning podcast bill burr another comedian there's a bit of a theme here um uh, and he does the same he just talks about sports he loves sports he's a fucking boston guy he's angry um i love that it's mad funny and um yeah, he just talk. He talks about what he's been doing, his shows, um, shit that he hates, uh, sports, um, you know, liberal snowflakes, all that shit. Um, so I identify with him, and I love that a lot. Number two is the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast by Michael Rappaport. The uh, the he's basically our he we are the redheaded stepson of his podcast. Our podcast is set up very similarly to his. Um, he inspired me to start my podcast and, uh, I think he's hilarious. Uh, he talks very similar stuff to me. He's got sick fuck of the week. I got poor posture of the week. Um, he doesn't, he does a bit more sports than me. I don't really fuck with fantasy football or football in general because the NFL plantation, you know me. Um, but I think he's hilarious. Uh, A lot of people think that he's annoying and an extra, but this is my top five. Um, and let me tell you, number one is the Welcome to the Potty podcast. We are 100 episodes strong. I love all of you guys for fucking fucking with me this whole time. Um, you know what it is, man. You can find us at Welcome to the Potty on Instagram. Welcome Potty on Twitter. Welcome to the Potty on Facebook. The Potty on YouTube. Um, I don't know what the fuck else we're on, man. We've got the website, www.welcometothepotty.com. That shit, um, Money Maker Mitch has done a tremendous job with that. It's fucking dope. We have also got, um, we got a cooking show out now on YouTube as well. That's on the, the potty on YouTube. It's called Clay in the Kitchen, where I fucking cook up a storm and I help you motherfuckers through it. Um, uh, shit, what else have we got? Welcome to the potty at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your opinions on all the top fives, but I'll help you along with um, some Instagram posts and you guys can comment. Let us know your top fives and all that shit. Um, man, I'm so fucking excited. We're 100 deep. We are 100 fucking deep. I'm having so much fun, man. I hope you guys are too. If you've got any feedback for us, you want us to change anything, you want us to bring something else in, you want us to take something out, um, Fuck you if you want us to take something out. We're keeping it all in. If you got something else for us, we'll bring it in. We'll bring it hard. We'll bring it real nice. We'll bring it real proper. Um, I love you again, man. Thank you so much for always listening to us. And as always, bum Baby, you're gone too